everyone, and welcome to our very first Goodness Pays Leadership Podcast. My name is Paul Botts, and I'm the host. And I'm Kelsey Meyer Schockel. I'm the co host of this podcast. We're located in the Aspiration Suite at Good Leadership Enterprises in Minneapolis. Ah, uh, yes, it is Minneapolis, and it's winter, and mm-hmm. it's about three degrees outside. So we're happy to be in here uh, greeting you for the podcast. That's right. So you're probably wondering what this podcast is all about. Um, The purpose today is to explain what is the Goodness Pays Leadership Podcast, who are you and me, and uh, what do we hope that people will learn from the podcast. So so let me get started with some background. Um, The mission of our firm, Good Leadership Enterprises, is to spread goodness through leaders. We are a leadership coaching and consulting firm, and we touch organizations and individuals in many, many different ways. The reason why we decided to do uh, this podcast is that we've kind of migrated to a grab-and-go style of learning these days. And while it might be fun to buy a ticket to something or read a long book or get a chance to sit down for a long coaching conversation, podcasts have just really captured the imagination of leaders. And we can listen to podcasts on the treadmill, in the car, when we're trying to get to sleep at night, or even on airplanes. I just I just love podcasts and I'm so grateful for our team for encouraging us to get into this. Well said, I'm really excited to get into this too. Let's do it. Good. So uh, before we get started, we should probably tell a little bit of the background of how we got here to today. So um, I founded this firm right in the depths of the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. And it was at a time when uh, our clients that typically used to spend a lot of money on coaching and things like that really didn't have very much money to spend. And so I uh, decided to get everybody together, all these people that have been interested in what was going on. I invited them to a breakfast meeting. And I lured them with the idea, do you still believe goodness pays? Well, to my surprise, 73 people showed up at that breakfast, and we've been meeting pretty much monthly ever since. We've now hosted 64 of these meetings that we call the Good Leadership Breakfast Series. We've had over 60 speakers, about 15,000 guests, and it's been this kind of out-of-body experience to host all these really cool speakers. So I'm just curious to find out what, how you would describe the Good Leadership Breakfast, Kelsey. You've been a part of this since uh, for many, many years. Right, right. And I've seen it evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, today, when you walk in the door to the Good Leadership Breakfast, you are hearing the music from the awesome band that we mm-hmm. have. You will hear their music here. Yep. Um, and you just feel the energy of people who are excited to be sharing the same space. Every Good Leadership Breakfast has a speaker that you could not be more excited to hear. So we'll talk about some of them that we've had, but there are a ton of upcoming speakers that we can't wait to hear their message as well because they, t- they tell us about their good leadership journey. Well, we found that the message itself about goodness is really magnetic. Uh, we know this to be true. We've done audience surveying, and four out of five leaders will naturally respond, yes, we believe goodness pays. But goodness is one of those words that we don't really hear very often in the leadership context, especially in business. Mm-hmm. Just lots of interesting overtones. It's kind of soft. People wonder sometimes, um, is goodness too nice to be successful? So the journey that we've been on here has been to do the research to define and refine all the dialogue around goodness. And the Good Leadership Breakfast has had a huge role in helping us do that. So what have you learned, Kelsey, in the process of getting to know the breakfast and coaching in our firm? What is the goodness message that really say to you? Yeah, we've talked about this before, and it struck me that for me, this idea of goodness and goodness pays specifically is that what you put out into the world comes back to Mm -hmm. you. And it's trusting in the long game because that is not always a short-term aim. Mm -hmm. And so what I see for the leaders that I coach is that if they stay intentional, centered, um, and focused on doing what's best for their teams Mm -hmm. and their organizations, they will be successful. 
That's good, Kelsey. I'll just cap that off by saying we like to talk about goodness as this concept that where when people believe they can thrive together, that's when goodness is there. Mm-hmm. But the point of this podcast is to open that discussion up. Mm-hmm. We're hoping people listen along and ask, do I really believe goodness pays? And even what does goodness mean to me? Mm-hmm. Um, where do I see or feel goodness? And um, what can I do to bring goodness alive more so that it really pays for me? We can do that uniquely because you and I are both executive coaches, and we've got these fantastic speakers that we can bring alive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to spread the message of goodness and to help people see how what they focus on grows. I just love hearing that goodness tune that was produced by our friend Benny Weinbeck. That's really cool. So now it's time for us to actually explain who we really are. Uh, Let me start. Um, I make my living as an executive coach, an author, and a professional speaker. And my ideal uh, month has an equal balance of all three of those things. Now I guess I have to figure out how to include podcasting in that whole process, (laughs) but it's really kind of cool. But outside of work, I have lots of interests. I'm very social. My wife, Melinda, and I love to throw parties. And uh, matter of fact, we have one tonight, so it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have to throw in, since you can't, um, you haven't been to Paul's house, and I have, uh, one of the stories that I love most about it is they purchased it partly because it's a good party-throwing house. But not and he's not a 20-year-old. No, 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 not partly. Yeah, I do everything I can to try to keep my college days alive. That's what I'm sure. Yeah, when the weather's nicer, I love to play golf. My wife and I are both musicians. We met at Gustavus at Office College in St. Peter, Minnesota. We both were there studying music. And I'm really happy to say that all three of my kids now have gone through Gustavus on music scholarships. It's a, it's a big part of our lives. And uh, I... Probably the most important thing to know about me from a professional standpoint is I'm amazingly curious about leaders and people. I love to study how people make a living. Mm -hmm. I like to look at the dynamics of teams and why some people get along and others don't. And I I feel like I kind of was, I landed in this place. I'm I'm very lucky in my middle 40s. I I found out what my purpose is and uh, I'm living that. And every day for me is uh, light, easy, and joyful. And I really mean it. I love my work. Yeah. Uh, I love the teaser to the purpose piece. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in one of our upcoming podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. So who are you, Kelsey? So let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, So I am, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm a new mom. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm living and breathing that right now. Let's just get that out there right away. (laughs) It's it's just part of the deal right now. Um, I have a seven-month-old. He is a delight. Um, And I am learning so much about what it means to be a mom and someone who's passionate about my purpose and my work, which isn't always focused on being a mom. Um, Career-wise, yes, so I am also an executive leadership coach. I love that in that role and now in this role as a podcast co-host, part of what I get paid to do is ask really good questions. It's something I've liked to do since I was a little kid that my parents have given me... um, have reminded me how it wasn't always easy to parent a kid with so many questions, but I'm finding that it's paying off now in my adulthood. Yeah, and I've seen you do that really effectively in facilitating groups and also sort of in individual context. I know that you asked me a lot of questions <laughs> when we started working on this podcast, and I think I'm uh, better because of it. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's who I am, so 
Rain or shine, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we've both established yeah. that we are uh, leadership coaches mm. and that we both enjoy, we, we obviously enjoy the performance environment, otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast together. So um, this whole process of, of, of learning to do a podcast has been interesting, to, to say the least. There's been all sorts of trial and error. What do you think you've learned about the, yourself and about you know leadership in this whole process of producing this podcast kind of out of thin air? The first thing that came to mind is we're in our third space or third room, right? And our second set of microphones. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's not a learning about myself, but maybe adaptability is underneath all of that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just been interesting for me, just like you said, you're curious about how people work together. For me, it's been fun to see where each person in this process has stepped in um, and helped shape us in the direction we need to go because it's it been iterative. Yeah, and, and I've been watching how um, basically a group of five of us so you and I are co-hosts, but we should also mention that we have another person whose name is Chloe. Chloe's job is to step in for you or me when one of us can't be here. And interestingly enough, the very first live podcast we're doing, you can't be there because That's you're right. going to be in Italy with your family. And the second one, I can't be there because I'm going to be on my first sabbatical. So it feels a little weird that Chloe's not here uh, speaking on her own behalf. But it's been really fun to watch this group. None of us have ever done a podcast before. <laughs> We have been forming and storming and norming, and now we're finally getting to the performing stage. But there's been a lot of weird, nervous energy. I like to uh, to package things really well. It's part of who I am. And realizing that in a podcast, we only have one of the five sense, senses, mm-hmm. sound. And um, it, I, I've often been very careful with how I church, choose my words, and I've had to let go of that for this. It's been an interesting growth experience for me. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a fantastic point. Well, what you've talked about with this being an element of performance, I think there's something we've all seen is the need for some structure mm-hmm. around something that's still very loose. And so to me, it's been learning how do we live in that still gray area with some boundaries, which is an adventure in itself. So how did we actually get connected around this, Kelsey? Let's just talk about that before we jump into our speakers. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I have to punt it back to you. How did you decide to ask me to do this with you? Okay, so uh, two questions there. First, we got into podcasting because so many people who had been to the Good Leadership Breakfast, now we've had over 15,000 people come through, have said, geez, I wish you would do something like a podcast because I miss so many and I feel like I miss the speakers. And that was really kind of the aha moment. That and the fact that we hired this fantastic young assistant named Tasha who kept saying, you know what, we need to do podcasts. And so... <laughs> I decided to just jump in with blind faith. And so then we, we studied a lot of podcasts. I remember I listened to six hours of podcasts driving up to the Boundary Waters and back from the Boundary Waters with my son, Ben. And we studied the ones that we liked and didn't like. And we liked the ones that had co-hosts, that had a third subject matter, that were investigative, that were kind of intriguing. And I realized, ooh, geez, this is more than Paul just talking into a mic. I need a partner. And so here you are. I didn't want a partner who was like me. I'm, I was adamant that I needed a female partner, and I wanted somebody with a different perspective. And so here you are, basically 20 years younger than me, and the fact that you'd say hello and say, uh, yes, you'd be willing to do it, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's my version of the story. Yeah, that's the, the part that I will add. So when you first asked me, the light bulb that went off for me was one of my dreams as a child. I had many. I always had the slash career view, which is exactly what you're doing. Um, But one of the slashes uh, was to be an interviewer, to be the Barbara Walters. She was my inspiration as a seven-year-old. 
So being on this podcast, I feel like I get to step into that dream of mine. I had no idea about that, so that's <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, so now's the time when we talk a little bit about um, what do we hope people get out of investing time in the Goodness Pays Leadership Podcast? Well, what do you think, Kelsey? What comes to your mind? I hope that they get a bit of that experience that folks have at the breakfast mm-hmm. where there's the energy to face your day with a positive attitude that you may or may not have started with. And then bring that even farther forward so that you're spreading that positivity, that energy, the goodness out into the world. Well, if there is any piece of me that's nervous about this, that's exactly what I think the goal is, too. And yet, we are not podcasting the breakfast. Right. There are so many things we do there, these activities, these audience response things, these the, the live music and stuff that really make the speaking part easy. So here you and I, we have all the pressure now to figure out how to bring to life these really cool speakers. Um, so You know, mm-hmm. that just makes me think the one thing that's special about this format for mm-hmm. us is that we get to go a little bit deeper mm-hmm. even, and there's a reflectiveness that doesn't come out necessarily in the breakfast that we can, because we get to expand on it and people get to sit with it. So maybe that's something we can add to our hopes for the podcast. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that too, because as the um, the host of the breakfast and the master of ceremonies and things, I seldom get a chance to actually process what's going on in the room because I'm always thinking about what I got to do next. Mm-hmm. And so I, you are right that the the processes that we've had of rebroadcasting these speakers and listening and, and talking back and forth has been really inspiring and has been, uh, um, I, maybe I've had the effect on myself mm. that I was hoping to have on other people. So I think that's really cool. That's the best way to do it, I think. We chose three specific presenters at the Good Leadership Breakfast highlight in the pilot. And they will also correspond to the next three podcasts that we have in our series. So the first one is Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is a coaching client of our firm. I work with him personally. He's the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings. And this guy is larger than life. He's, uh, he's got an athletic presence about him, also almost like a politician and sort of a gospel preacher all packed into one. He had a marvelous message about how important an attitude of gratitude is, especially in difficult times. And he has had a lot of difficult times in his life. So let, let's listen to a small clip of Kevin Warren as a sample. Who I am is the person who's really grown through all these difficult times in my life. I'm going to just come up front right now and tell you, life is difficult. Unfortunate things happen to all of us. Not maybe, they will happen, I will guarantee you. But when those unfortunate things happen, the only thing that I will tell you is that the words that you speak and the thoughts that you have will save your life. Wow, he has such an interesting and compelling story. I remember that. Mm -hmm. So we're also bringing back Richard Leiter's conversation with us. He is just renowned in the world of leadership coaching. He's written The Power of Purpose, which is what he spoke about to our group. Mm -hmm. And we walked away talking about this amazing message he shared around growing and giving as the central human purpose. Yeah, good. So let's listen to that. So the purpose is this. This is the universal purpose, and it's only two words. Grow and give. When you go home tonight, put on a post-it, grow and give. Put it on your mirror. You get up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, and you say, how am I going to grow and give today? That two-minute practice. At the end of the day, ask yourself, how did I grow and who did I give to today? If you do these practices for one week, you will know in your own words what your purpose is, and what the power of purpose is. Yeah, every time I hear that, 
grow and give concept. It just it fills me with that same kind of excitement about what's possible that we really are hoping that people get out of this podcast. So our third speaker is the second CEO of CaringBridge. Her name is Luana Ojala, and it was really fun to have her in our presence. We had her predecessor, the founder, speak four years before her. And when she called me and said, I really think that you should have my successor, Luana, come and speak, I was like, okay, okay that makes sense. And uh, I have to admit that when she started talking about her role like an orchestra conductor, I was like, well, let's see where this goes. But I really loved how she described her role and the instruments in the orchestra was such vivid, you know, acumen as a musician. It was really, really inspiring to me. Let, let's listen. Yeah. So it's very sweet in the beginning of the song. It's a 15-minute piece by Tchaikovsky. He actually performed it in 1891 at Carnegie Hall. He was the first major European composer to perform a piece at Carnegie Hall. Um, and it starts very soft, and it's very sweet. And then it starts to build and build and build, and the woodwinds come in, and the brass starts to pick up. And around minute nine, it starts to become more urgent, much more quick, 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 quick. And then all of a sudden, in minute 14, you start to hear these cannons and these cymbals, and it's like, what went on here? This is a beautiful piece of music. This had this whole story. And each of the musicians that play this piece play a very important part of the community of mus musicians who create this music together. And what on earth does this have to do with CaringBridge? Well, CaringBridge is a location that allows the music of the community to be played, and we each play a part. And each of the parts are very important. So when you think about yourself in a community around someone who's a patient or caregiver, your part, whether you're a violinist or you're the cannon at the end or the cymbals, is actually quite important. Yeah, you're, you're right on with that orchestra metaphor, Paul, and I bet it does speak especially to people who understand music to the depth that you do. Yeah, it was it was exciting, and she's another one of these people that I'm really grateful. She is local. She lives in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and she and I intend to get together and continue that conversation, which is great. Cool. So now I think we've probably gone on long enough, <laughs> and yeah. uh, the first thing I want to say as we start to wrap this up is that um, we did learn a lot of lessons about technology. Um, if you found this exciting enough to listen to episode now, then two and three and four, the coming out of this initial session of recordings, you're going to find out that the sound is inconsistent. Uh, even the coordination back and forth between us coaches is a little bit raw, and we're learning from it, and it's really kind of exciting. It makes me really want to listen like 10 podcasts from now to see who we become. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being on the journey with us. This is totally new for us, but we're excited to be doing it. And we think it's important enough to do imperfectly and better to do than not. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next podcast that we'll be recording will be Jurian Camp. And Jurian Camp is the kickoff speaker for the 2018 Good Leadership Breakfast Series. It's our ninth season of doing this. And Jurian is one of our international speakers. He's going to be stopping off in Minneapolis on his way from Orange County, California, back to his homeland of the Netherlands. And you know, he's a fascinating guy. He's the founder of The Intelligent Optimist, and he's part of this um, movement called Solution Journalism. I think it's going to be really exciting. We hope you tune in for that. Yeah, he sounds fantastic. I'm really bummed to be missing hearing Jurian, so I'll, I'll be tuning into the podcast from Italy. Okay, that sounds great. So what's the most important message we hope people get from investing in this podcast? Goodness pays. Yes, it's goodness pays. We look forward to reconnecting with all of you again soon.